this is Marcus Seeger, number one Amazon best-selling author of Video Marketing for Profit, founder and managing director of Australian company Video Experts and renowned video profit strategist. Welcome to the Video Marketing for Profit podcast. For further details, please visit videomarketingforprofit.com.au. Now, on with the show. Welcome to the podcast. I'm joined here today by Ryan Spanger, who is the managing director of a corporate video production company in Melbourne called Dream Engine. And Ryan has been running Dream Engine for the last 15 years. And we are very excited today to be discussing the opportunities for companies to use video not so much for marketing, which is the typical topic of the podcast, but for internal communication. So welcome to the show, Ryan. Thanks, Marcus. Good to be here. Excellent. So let's get dive straight into it. You've been using video for um, internal communications for your clients for a while now. What are the um, main uses that, that you have found have been working really well for you? For larger organizations, it's about communicating what's going on in the business in a more interesting and dynamic way. So we often work with companies who you know, may be using things like emails to send out you know, weekly bulletins and that sort of thing. And they're coming to us and saying, we're just not getting, um, we're just not getting the audience engaged. They're not following the information properly. It's quite a dry way of communicating it. And so more businesses are turning to video to communicate internal stuff because it's more engaging, it's more interesting, um, people retain the information longer and they can actually um, you know, return to these videos if you make them accessible. So it's, it's just a more you know, pleasant, interesting way of communicating information. Uh, yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm imagining emails can often get lost in, in the deluge that, that people receive every day. But um, the videos definitely stand out and I'm imagining that that's certainly one way to ensure that a consistent message is, is shared with throughout an organization. It's not to say that text isn't important and it's, um, it's just important to have a variety of ways of communicating and video seems to be the most effective way, particularly for things like training and documenting processes because you can actually show what things look like where you know with text you can describe it and you can paint a bit of a bit, bit of a picture but nothing communicates it in the same way as video so let's take a look at at, at video training then um, I'm guessing particularly for organizations that have multiple sites maybe um, operate across multiple states there's going to be some significant um, cost savings in terms of being able to provide training via video rather than in in person I think that for the audience, for everyone listening to this podcast, if you're involved in a business, then video training is something that you need to know about and think about. Um, so particularly every business with staff, because every business has processes that are repeated by staff. Um, and each time you have um, new staff joining you or staff leaving, um, it's vital that you have your processes documented so that when new staff come in, they can get up to speed quickly. Often companies might have you know, one or two real star members who end up holding a lot of the knowledge of the business. And you know, they do these processes so well that they end up being the only person that knows how to do them. So um, if 
you know, for listeners, if your business is in this situation, then you are potentially putting your business at risk, or at least it's a major vulnerability um, if these processes aren't documented in a clear way um, to share with staff members. And the most effective way to do this is through video. And that also provides a fantastic opportunity to uh, almost extract that knowledge from those key staff members who might have been in the organization for you know, many, many decades and do hold an incredible amount of insight and knowledge. Um, you know, these training programs are an opportunity to, to really draw out and archive um, for, for future uh, development. Uh, I think that's a, that's a great opportunity. I think so. I think it's, um, it's vital to just look at these potential vulnerabilities, but it's also just through going through the process of doing it you are already going to be refining your processes and improving them just through actually going through this activity of starting to document them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that you mentioned was about saving money. And you know, this, I think, is a key thing about training video because it's quite expensive in terms of you know, human labor to spend time training people. Um, it's a very effective way to train people, but if each time you have a new staff member come on board, you've got another person explaining the processes to them, delivering training, and then doing follow-up, that can be really expensive. Um, with video, you can supplement that training um, so that you, you, know, you could have a trainer delivering you know, live training in a group context or one-on-one, and then you can have video backing that up and supplementing it, and um, you know, there's a huge saving to be had there. Absolutely. And the other thing to consider is that video is on demand. So you're not waiting necessarily for a, a trainer or a staff member to become available as, as um, new staff members come on board. They can instantly have access to that video training archive and that would help the, you know, the sp- speed up the, the, the induction process and help them hit the ground running, I'm assuming, too. Yeah, for sure. You're creating a library of information. So with live or um, face-to-face training, it's delivered once and it's gone. But with video, it's available. And so if it's structured well, then people can just navigate directly to the um, specific training that they need and get a bit of a refresher and get back to their work. And I guess that also applies to existing staff members. There might be some new processes, the, some, some change that's happened in the companies, that things are done differently over time. Um, are you finding that organizations are also using video training to update and upskill existing staff? Definitely. And it might even just be with um, current information and processes. Like if you look at a pilot, for instance, Everything that pilots do is based on checklists. And this might be stuff that they do every single day. It might be really obvious stuff. Um, But they use these checklists because it increases accuracy, but it also means that they don't have to um, store all this information in their mind all the time. So in the same way, video can do a similar thing. So if if there are processes that, you know, maybe you're not doing every day, but it might be every week or every month, simply by watching that little element of the training video, it can refresh your memory and remind you of each thing that you need to do step by step and you're far less likely um, to have a team member forget part of the process. Um, It just means that everything is being done accurately and by the book. With the training videos that you've been creating, Ryan, are they typically live action, uh, you know, talking head styles or 
are they also combining maybe with um, you know screen capturing of of um, software processes and stuff like this? Yeah, both of those and and others. So um, screen capture has become increasingly popular. Like as more and more things have moved online, um, sometimes a training video you know can be really simple. It's just a matter of actually capturing the processes on screen that people need to go through, for instance, how to use a piece of software and having a voiceover in the background and some text to reinforce those key points. Mm -hmm. um, that can be one you know, really effective way of doing things. Uh, another approach that we use is um, like role play scenarios. So using actors or even real people at the company um, going through um, processes and demonstrating how to do things or it might be a scenario of this is the right way to do things, uh, this is the wrong way to do things. So that's another popular way. And then another way might be with using a presenter. So actually having an um, engaging presenter speaking to camera, delivering the training, and then showing footage of the actual process that people are learning. You might even combine all three of those in some of the more complex training modules. Definitely, definitely. There's, there's a lot of ways of going about it. And that's part of our role as video producers is to sit down with clients in the early stages and analyze what they need to do and what result they need to get and then come up with the approach that's going to be the most effective and deliver the best results. And I think that's sometimes where video production companies go wrong because they might use an idea that they think is really cool or they might have seen a video and they like that style but it's not necessarily what's going to be the most receptive for the person the people who are being you know deliver that training um comedy is is an example where it's the sort of thing where if you get it right it can work extremely well but if you get it wrong it's going to fall flat and be a disaster so it's really important to have a look at the audience that you're delivering the training to and work out what's going to be best for them because in the end what they're looking for is just something that is clear and simple and as short as possible to communicate the information so they can get what they need and get on with things. In terms of the actual delivery of the training content, um, how have you found organizations um, you know, actually roll the training out? Do they um, sometimes maybe create meetings and training sessions that the video supports online you know additional training or would it be sent via an intranet where people are actually watching it with headphones on their computer or maybe a mix on and and other obviously the 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 um ability to absorb that information is partly determined on the environment that that the um the person is learning that information yeah i think both you know like training videos can be really effective for um people delivering live human face-to-face -face training, there's a lot of pressure on them to speak and deliver and please their audience. You know, they, they might be speaking all day, which mm. is, is quite tiring, but also it can be tiring for the audience to sit and listen to the same person speaking, speaking, speaking. So it's quite helpful in a training context to vary the way that the information is delivered. So you might listen to someone speak for a while, then you may get the audience to get up and take part in a role play or do an exercise then you could show them a video. And so you're um, delivering information differently, using different sort of parts of their brain, but also just keeping things a little bit fresh, which I think is really important. So that's one way of using video. The other way is for it to be accessible online. Mm -hmm. um, and I think an important thing there is to 
be able to monitor that in some ways. So for companies to set it up in such a way that they are actually um, monitoring whether um, people are clicking on the links, are they watching the video, are they watching the video right till the end, are they taking part in some sort of Q&A afterwards just to be able to make sure that um, the audience is actually watching the training and they're getting the information and then to track how successful is this training. You know, are they retaining the information but also being able to get information from the audience about do they actually consider this valuable? You know, is it really working or is it just another hassle for people to go through to um, please management? And so, like I was saying before, it's just vital to keep thinking about training videos as delivering value. Um, and you know, sometimes you you know you see training videos out there where they're just so boring or or dull or saying what they are you know supposed to say rather than what people you know need to say. So that the you know probably the number one thing is just delivering information that is people actually want to watch and is going to make their they'll come away from the video being better off. I think that's a, an interesting point that you make, Ryan. That you know, some of the listeners might be imagining these training videos to be, you know, stuff that they might have seen, you know, 20 years ago, for example, or, or even longer. You know, the typical kind of training video in the past has realistically been re- been pretty dull, um, and we're certainly not, um, you know, we're not talking about that type of video. You know, it's much more engaging and. Uh, uh, you know the the pace is, is in, and the time duration and the investment that somebody needs to watch is a lot shorter. So I think that's a that's an important thing to note. Yeah, I think less is more um, with video. You know, like something like text is a medium that you can really go into a lot of detail on, but video is not that sort of thing. It's really for communicating the key points and demonstrating them visually, and then moving on. So. Um, sometimes I think companies create training videos simply for compliance purposes, so they um, you know, feel obligated to provide some information or it might be something around safety that they're not, um, they're not coming to the work from the right place. They're coming to it because they feel like it's just something that they need to do mm-hmm. um, rather than really coming to it from a place of how can we improve things? How can we improve the experience of the people who are watching this video? How can we equip them with um, better knowledge? You know, how can we create something where um, the audience would actually say afterwards, thank you, this has actually made my life easier. I'm going to quickly take this opportunity to let you know about the video marketing training that I've made available through my education business, Video Profit Formula. To learn how you can leverage video marketing to grow your business, visit videoprofitformula.com.au for more information and to receive a 20% discount code on all training modules just use the code podcast now back to the show and for organizations that you know maybe don't have training videos and they're thinking about it you know one of the questions they might ask is you know how long does the training stay current like if we invest in videos today typically what is the the time span that these videos might stay current you know do we have to redo them in a year or two or or um you know what what is your your experience with the duration that these videos can stay current for organizations well i think it depends on the business and their um particular circumstances and whether they're growing um whether their situation is changing, are they in an industry where things are moving really fast, where 
their software is changing quickly, um, where their market is changing quickly and they have to keep on changing, or is it a more stable sort of industry? So, um, so that can affect it. Um, the other thing is how well they've actually documented their procedures to start off with. So, um, you know, as video producers, we can go into a company and we can start to document these processes and create videos out of them. But um, the people within the business are going to be more effective at actually like initially documenting these processes because they see them from the inside. You know, they're actually at the coalface. So the first thing to do is to actually document the processes well and then refine and distill the processes and actually go through that exercise which is time consuming but it's going to pay off in the future to work out what steps are extraneous, what can we get rid of, um, where are the gaps um, that are missing, you know, what is the, take a, a bit of a, you know, Apple, Steve Jobs type of attitude, you know, what can we keep on removing until we have made this the most clear um, and simple piece of communication. So if you've done that groundwork well early on, then your training videos are going to last a lot longer. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that being said, things do date, you know, everything in life, you know, whether it's fashion or clothes or haircuts or um, lighting, you know, um, things do change over time. And so um, your your video will become dated like everything, you know, um, whether that, you know, whether that's um, a couple of years or, or a few years. In some ways, I guess it's similar to a website where, where really, you know, every few years you need to look at refreshing it. And if your training videos are still current after, you know, three or five years, then you probably have to ask yourself as a business, what's going on? Why are we not developing and refining our, our processes? Are we so static that everything's exactly the same? In which case, that's maybe putting the business in a vulnerable state. Mm, yeah, excellent. Very, very good points to, to make there, Ryan. So in terms of um, your experiences with... Um, you know, over the years with Dream Engine, what what three pieces of advice would you share with the audience for maybe organisations that uh, maybe haven't really looked into video training before? They they haven't, um, you know, they they might have already started the documentation process, but haven't looked at using video to communicate um, the training. Um, Ryan, I'd love I'd love to hear your your top three tips. Okay, so assuming you've gone through that initial process of really documenting your procedures properly, um, then once you decide to make videos, then really the number one thing is don't be boring. Um, if you want your team to get on board and embrace these processes, then um, it's part of your role to not only educate them, but also to inspire them. So it's important to choose a format that's going to be engaging, that's going to be interesting, that's not talking down to your audience or treating them like fools. Um, you know, you don't want your videos to end up being the equivalent of the manual for an appliance that no one ever reads. Um, it's got to be something that your team actually wants to use. I've sort of mentioned this a few times because they find it helpful, simple, and make their life easier, not a burden that they're going to have to um, wade through. So the first thing is, is really um, setting the intention of creating something engaging and interesting. Um, Look, the next step is to work with a production company who has um, experience in this area and can show you um, similar work that they've done for other clients um, and they can demonstrate results from from the video. So often it's 
it's it can help to work with a company that has some level of experience in your industry or a related industry. So um, it doesn't have to be the exact in- industry, but for instance, um, manufacturing. If a production company has done some work in that area already, they understand the spe- you know specific issues and concerns. So um, that's a general point about choosing a, um, a company to work with that is going to um, deliver a good result. And so that's, it's also important to have a look at um, other companies they've worked with and testimonials and do your research to make sure that, this, that you're not just going to end up with some you know, cookie-cutter solution, but you're going to end up with something that's going to move your business forward, that's going to save you money and save you time, and your employees are going to do things uh, you know, more accurately. The third thing, I, I think, yep, just, go ahead, on, just just on that point, Ryan. I think that's a a, a great um, thing to note because there is a, quite a difference between a a marketing video um, and an internal communication video. The the, the audience is, is and the message is completely different, and also the the way that you would deliver that message. So I think that's a really great point, at least to, in terms of the experience with internal comms. Um, you know, a lot of video producers are in the, the video marketing space, um, which doesn't always translate um, ideally into the, um, you know, what we've been talking about here today. Yeah, there are some very specific skills that you want to make sure that they have. Um, and the third one I would say is about after the video has been done and the training is being delivered, how are you actually tracking the results? Um, that's sometimes where companies may fall down, where they spend plenty of time and resources creating um, their training, but they're not actually tracking the results because it doesn't have to be set in stone once the video is done. If you're tracking the results, if you're using things like heat maps and you're tracking engagement of videos, it'll start to become clear that there's some videos which are engaging your audience a lot more than others. Um, when you're looking at engagement rates, you'll notice that there's particular points in the video where audiences just drop off and, and disappear or click away. Or um, if there's a follow-up where they have to um, answer questions, you might find that they're far more successful in some areas than others. So it's vital to actually track this and then refine the work because you're not going to get it right 100%. You're actually going to learn a lot about the process and you'll find with the more um, successful elements, you'll be able to take some of that and bring that back into the other videos and actually keep building on it. So um, it is a work in progress. So really think about how you're following up once you're delivering the training. In terms of uh, recapping Ryan's top three tips today for being able to produce um, training videos for an organization that that really do... um, work effectively the first thing is don't be boring really look at um, creating content that it inspires you, the, the staff and actually helps them um, secondly choose a video production company that has some experience with internal communication and video training um, as it can be quite different from video marketing and thirdly to look for feedback and to track results and uh, consider that the training is uh, ongoing and um, can be can be fine-tuned to uh, to make it more effective so they are very useful tips Um, Ryan if um, 
people would like to find out more about your services, what, what is the, the best way for them to get in touch with you? So the name of my video production company is Dream Engine, which is a company in Melbourne, Australia, and the best place to get in touch is via the website, which is dreamengine.com.au. You're actually presenting next in, in March at, uh, in Sydney at the Superfast Business event, um, which is run by James Schranko. Um, more information about that can be found at superfastbusiness.com. Uh, Ryan, what, what exactly will you be uh, presenting on at that event? I'm going to be talking about video marketing, specifically how to use video marketing to promote an event or a service. So um, my company produced the, all the video marketing material for this event. So we created a series of case studies, a promotional video for the website, and a series of um, funnel videos. Um, and so at the event, I'm going to be breaking down step-by-step -step, um, a case study, basically, of what I did and how you can actually follow this process to promote your own events or um, services. Sounds very interesting. I look forward to um, that event myself, Ryan, and uh, just like to take the opportunity to thank you once again for joining me on the show today. It's uh, you've been really been able to to share some very valuable and insightful information. Thank you very much, Ryan. Thanks, Marcus. I've enjoyed it. I am proud to share with you every Monday the latest video marketing for profit strategies so you too can learn how to utilize the power of video to create business profits by creating greater customer value. For further details, please visit videomarketingforprofit.com.au.